right, welcome back to another episode of the Legacy Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Evangelisti. So happy to have you guys on today, listening to a good friend of mine, Jerry Green. Jerry Green's been in my life here for a few years. Uh, I've learned so much from Jerry in the short time frame that we've been friends, um, just through a personal perspective, through business, through team building, uh, what Jerry's accomplished, literally, you would not be able to tell if you were looking at this video how old this guy is, but he's got the dozens, <laughs> dozens, dozens and dozens of years experience in this business. Um, no, the truth is, without uh, without trying to be funny, though, Jerry's an amazing guy, and I think you guys are going to get a ton of value out of him. Um, if you're looking in the team building or you know real estate investing or any of those spaces, this is definitely a podcast you're going to want to pay attention to. And by the way, at the end, we're going to have a special bonus offer to you. So make sure you listen all the way through. So uh, without further ado, Jerry Green, I appreciate you being on the I, I, uh, appreciate you being on the podcast, bud. All righty. Yeah. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate awesome. it, brother. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, so, so Jerry, you, you know, I, you know, I covered it a little bit. Um, you've, you've built an, an amazing um, team of, of real estate investors and maybe you could just give us a little bit of an, of an overview of what that team looks like today. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. and then we'll, we'll get, we'll get into how we got there. Okay, cool. So, yeah. Um, so to give a quick snapshot today, uh, Joe, what I what I think is cool about things is um, I've gotten to the point where, first of all, everybody understands it. I has to understand that um, what we're doing is we, we wholesale a lot of properties. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, single family. We also do multifamily that we wholesale as well, and we do buy and hold some, but we're mainly wholesaling uh, a lot of inventory. Okay, um, just the ease of things and um, and also we look at that's a uh, scalable uh, process uh, I guess business model more if I want to look at that so what we've been able to do on that Joe is um, you know I, I really set it up where I create uh, a team that and this has taken a lot of work but where we're at right now is basically I have a lady that runs it for me her, her name's Ashley and she operates as my COO. And what's really unique about that too, Joe, is uh, she's actually a uh, remote COO, mm -hmm. okay? So she actually lives in New Mexico, runs the company uh, from New Mexico and we're located in Ohio. And so does everybody know, I'm actually located uh, kind of Southwest of Dayton uh, in a little small community called Germantown, Ohio. Uh, it's a small community, lived there with my wife and five kids, actually four kids at home. <laughs> hmm. So, um, but so she runs the company uh, virtually on things and then it goes and I just kind of look at it flowing down from there. I have a marketing lady and she's actually located in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, and then I have uh, basically acquisitions and I have two uh, full-time acquisitions people. Uh, one's local, one is uh, not local. And then we have our transaction nating um, slash office manager. Then we have dispositions, which is uh, local. And then I have an assistant and we also have a uh, property management side too. That's awesome. So, I mean, you know, you just, you basically just gave so many uh, business owners and visionaries anxiety just listening to that, right? Because <laughs> like how many times do we have these conversations and people say, um, you know, the pros and cons of, of local versus uh, versus uh, the, the virtual or whether or not they're virtual in the States or virtual overseas. And, you know, I know my team's built up with a lot of people who are actually virtual overseas. And so maybe maybe help uh, enlighten the, 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 our listeners a little bit into, um, 
you know, communication flow. Like, like how do you guys operate this amazing business when, when not everybody's in the same spot at the same time? Yeah, that's a great question on that, Joe. Yeah. Um, so understand a little history on this too is before we got to the point of doing this and uh, like Ashley running things virtually, she worked here local with me for quite a few years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so what happened though, her husband's in the military and got transferred. He's an uh, officer and he's actually a rocket scientist. And that's <laughs> re and really no, no joke. <laughs> so, and uh, anyways, so um, he got transferred and she was like, you know, look, we, we can run this from anywhere. Okay. And so what she did was she really worked on dialing in the systems and we worked together. So I had to, and you know, Joe, I mean, you know how we, you and I both are, and we're very much a visionary and stuff. And so I have to give her a lot of the credit for really dialing in the systems. Okay. Sure. But what we were able to do is set it up uh, where basically every morning uh, we start off the day and now I'm not involved in this anymore, but she starts the day off with what we call a huddle meeting and it's done on zoom just like we're doing right now and she meets with the team every single morning on a zoom and that zoom is typically about 30 minutes long and what they do is the whole team reports in on what we call daily kpis okay so they look at all the daily key performance indicators each team member reports on that and even um even the assistant admin reports on numbers and you think, what in the world numbers are they going to report on? Well, they report on like task open, task closed, and things like that. So it's, it's, it's constant going on that. But every morning she does it. And we make sure we do it on a Zoom because it's important to have that visual side of things. So that's one of our real key components right there. Okay. Mm. So, um, and I, I really, if we look at it, we, one of the big things is daily huddle that she has with the team. Okay. And that's, that's a huge component there. Uh, another thing that is done is uh, multiple times a week, she does something what we call a deal review, okay? And that is the, so the acquisitions team is constantly putting deals together. And then what happens is they come into the funnel and then once they get into the funnel and acquisition says, hey, I have a deal uh, up for review, she sets it up where they do a virtual deal review. And then all the deals are setting into a deal review process. And that deal review process has a standard procedure too, Joe, on that. And basically, uh, at the end of the deal review, there's a decision made, okay, mm -hmm. on what to do with the property. Sure. Whether it might be just renegotiating because a lot of them are renegotiated, okay? And then on uh, top of that, what happens, um, so, she, you know, this is what she's doing with the team. Ashley's meeting with the team daily and then doing deal reviews. And then what Ashley and I do uh, is we typically meet just twice a week, okay? And on Tuesdays, um, typically we're meeting to do what we call our, you know, our level 10 type meeting, which you're very familiar with on that. Mm -hmm. uh, so we go deep on that, really look at the deeper metrics of the business planning goals, things like that. And so we hit that really hard. And then on Fridays, uh, Ashley and I do a financial review. Okay. And what that is, is basically we look at P&Ls and balance sheets of each company uh, that, that uh, she's involved with on things. And we look at that uh, every single week. 
Hmm. Uh, because we used to never do that before. Uh, but you know how it is, brother, when you can get into the position where the, the books can go crazy real quick. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Big, biggest, uh, biggest challenge I see a lot of entrepreneurs uh, face is once they become successful, uh, you know, blowing money, which I, I, was, I, was a, uh, I was a culprit of that years ago when I first started uh, making lots of money. I just hired everybody to solve problems and uh, figured that, we, that the money <laughs> would solve the issue, right? And, yeah, yeah, 100%, um, dude. The reality of it is it's not. You got to stay on top of it. But I, I want to go back to, I mean, you just covered a whole lot of good stuff there, right? So, so meeting, meeting flow, huddle call once a day, you guys do deal reviews, then you do an L10. A lot of that falls under that, like that big scary word accountability, right? Like being able 100%, to have people dude. accountable to their numbers. So, you know, Jerry, what do you do or what is, what is maybe Ashley do when, when someone doesn't hit their numbers? I mean, what does that look like? Well, you know, it's interesting on that, uh, Joe is, you know, first of all, I guess one of the big things is, Right, doing the daily um, huddles and tracking, first of all, allows you to see the numbers much sooner and mm. be more proactive than reactive. Man. Mm. Okay, and that's a key component. Okay? Absolutely, because um, that's something we see a lot of. Because look, I and I used to work reactive all the time. Okay, and I'm like, oh crap, oh you know, shit, man. Then you know, this is going on. So it's always trying to fix it. But now we're trying to be more proactive and say, okay, what can we do to tweak this? It's a lot easier to fix something that's only a week out sure. versus months out. Okay. Absolutely. So one of the big things is, is, is basically on the accountability side is that daily reporting. And then what we look at is if, if they're in a position where they're struggling with the numbers, um, we really, first thing we look at is, you know, where, what have we done as a leader where we haven't supported them correctly? Mm. Okay. Uh, in regards to uh, number one, Joe is uh, clarity. Okay. And uh, dude, I have found that to be so true in so many cases that most people just don't have clarity. Yeah. Okay. Um, and as a leader, that's something that we got to make sure of that they have the clarity on that. You know, I always kind of use an example, like you go in some like uh like a store or something, you're doing some shopping and you might, uh, or a small business, you might ask that person there working at the counter, Hey, what all you guys do? And they'll say, I don't know. I just work here. Mm. Okay. And it's, it's not having that clarity and not knowing the vision. Okay. Poison. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, poison. so I think that's really important. And then the other side of things, uh, Joe is uh, clarity. And then the other component is training. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'm constantly hitting on the training side of things. And uh, then we measure that. And then if think performance don't change, then obviously if we've provided everything on our end and you know, training, clarity, and all that, then it's come down to the point where they have to make a decision that they want it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I, I want to go back to the, the first thing you actually said there was, and this is, this is I think, this is really how it, it, you can find good leaders, you can judge good leaders, you understand that they're running a, a team that has good culture, right? The first thing you said was, uh, I said, if your employees isn't hitting their numbers, and the first reaction was, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. I, I think there's so few leaders that take the time to look in the mirror and say to themselves, what have I provided to my, to my team in order to make them successful, and what are they missing, 
and why, right? And, and we talk about this difference between coaching and managing, right? The managers are the ones that always want to sit there and say, like, your numbers are wrong, make them better, keep going, push, 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 right? But a coach is someone who's really going to step aside and say, look, you know, I think you're missing something here. What's not effective? What's not efficient? What's not pushing you across the line? And, and, and that's what you just said, right? So you coach your team to get better. And then inevitably, if they can't succeed in that seat, you'll find another seat for them or, you know, find somewhere else for them. Absolutely. Yeah, because a lot of times, you know, you're exactly right on that, Joe. It's, it, it might be that they're a, a, a great person. We just have them in the wrong seat. Yeah. You know, and uh, we're, you know, look, we, we try to be, we try to match that as best as we can. But the reality is we all screw up sometimes. And, you know, but if the sooner we can find that out, the better. Absolutely. So, so Jerry, both, both you and I have, um, you know, fairly successful teams, I'll say. And, and we've been doing this for a while. We've, we've learned so many, so many pitfalls and, and, and speed bumps <laughs> along the way, right? But, yeah. You know, if you had to go back and, uh, you know, tell someone who wanted to start out doing what you're doing today, maybe you got a graduate of, uh, you know, high school, um, just getting out of high school and they're young and they're energetic and they're ready to rock and they say, um, you know, maybe like your son, Kendall, hey, I, I want to get I want to get into the industry. You know, dad, show me how show me the ways. What kind of advice are you giving that that kid who's just who's just getting out of high school? That's a good question. Um, well, I mean, as you know, I mean, I started in this thing. That's 25 years ago this year, wow. 1994. So, awesome. yeah, can't believe it's been that long. <laughs> That's why I look so young, man. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, I think on that, Joe, I, I think a big thing that um, I would look at on, on somebody on this is one of the first things I would tell them, especially if, you know, is – to, for, for them to understand, Joe, that this is a real business and that you've got to start thinking that way from day one, okay? And, and here's what I mean by that. This is something that I see, uh, and I work with, you know, I like work, I work with like coaching students and stuff, and I see this happen a lot where people get hung up on becoming just the deal chaser, mm. Okay. Mm. And that what they do is it, and look, I understand at the beginning, you're going to be doing that a little bit more on things, but the sooner you can understand that this is a business, you're going to start putting in the, the you know, different systems, the people in place to start, you know, using that. I, I always give an example. I'm like, look, let's just say we're in the business of cell phones. Okay. And you think about this in the business of cell phones. So this, this is just your product. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then so many of us, you know, we, we, so if we were, you know, if we were looking at this business to say, Joe is, is a cell phone business, we would look at it and say, okay, yeah, we're going to start this up. We're going to build some team. We're going to, we're going to scale this thing out. We're going to move a, a lot more product and stuff. For some reason, people get to the point where with real estate, the uh, detach themselves from that being a business. Yeah. And they think of it just more of a personal side of things or a hobby. And then they'll spend for years and years and years, just what I call in the stuck in the real estate side. I, I always kind of describe it. You know, if I was telling somebody, you know, starting up, I'd say, just draw a line down a piece of paper right in the center of it. One yeah. side, write real estate. 
the other side, write business, man. Yeah. And realize that you want to be stuck in the real estate side 20 years from now. Absolutely. And you want to be running a business that just does real estate. Absolutely. Okay. No, I, I think Monopoly messed us all up, don't you, Jerry? Dude. <laughs> you know, they make it look so easy. It's like I throw yeah. some paper at it. You give me another one of those green things. I stack it up. I own, I own Boardwalk. Like, I think that's the challenge with a lot of new investors. They, they're, like you just said, I think you, you hammered on the head. I actually just wrote down that deals are the product of the value that we create as, as a team, right? Like, like the oh, yeah. Deals, we chase these deals as, as a new investor, generally. Um, but, but what we're trying to figure out is how do we avoid doing the work to get paid at yeah. the very beginning, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. I just want to know the numbers. I just want to do a deal. How do I do a deal? How do I do a deal? And then you find out decade later when you're into this thing that you're working your whole entire time on the front end. How do we create great value? How do we, how do we figure out the situation? How do we help the seller create a solution? How do we get creative about it so that it actually works where five other investors couldn't make it work? And the byproduct is deals just start happening automatically, right? So it's the Absolutely. inverse, right? Yeah, it's 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 crazy on this, Joe. But I, <clears throat> it, I mean, just for example, okay. I mean, with with Ashley, since I've really uh, worked into the position of taking uh, myself out of the operational side, okay. And Ashley, you know, runs the whole real estate side pretty well on a, you know a day to day basis on things. But because of that. Uh, and me not being involved in that, and this is crazy on things, but you look at it, we're, we're typically the bottleneck, mm -hmm. okay? Always. But, and Joe, what, what's happened is, um, you know, we just done, we, we, like the first six months of this year, we were looking at numbers and we doubled, uh, actually what we did was the first six months of this year, we had done the same amount of deals that we did all of last year. Yep. That's so amazing. That's yeah. how my team is in the second half of this year. We've done more of the second half this year than we did in all of, all of 2018, I think. Yeah, and it's a, it's amazing, though, Joe, and it's like, you know, you, you, you have to realize that, you know, there's a there's a time and point as as you grow and, you know, you know mom and pop type business and even that young kid starting out there on things, it, if they don't start understanding and start planning now, they're not going to ever get to that point or – because look, man, I, it took me many years and I know you went through the same thing. Okay. It took me a lot of years to realize uh, that I was the biggest bottleneck of everything. Okay. And uh, because my thinking was uh, nobody could ever do it better than me. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, so speaking of that, I mean, this is probably a good transition. No one can do it better than you. Right. I, I know we're both big believers in mentors. You've had some of the best, some of the best mentors that, I mean, the guys that, that were the founders of this business, you know, decades yeah. ago. And, and I know we continue to seek great mentors. You and I are, are friends from being part of a mastermind group. And we have a, we have a similar mentor or, or, or a shared mentor, I should say. Um, you know, where do you find great mentors? And, and if someone's looking for one, you know, where would you suggest that they look? Well, that's a, that's a great question on things, too. <laughs> you know, I... First of all, I think you have to watch for the flash uh, in the pans, mm -hmm. okay? Uh, because there's a ton of them out there right, right now. now. Especially, yeah. Yeah, you know, they go out there, they do the, uh, especially in this business, real estate space, they do the business for, um, you know, a couple years and put some deals, and especially in today's market when deals are a lot easier to get done, you know? 
uh, they go out and they do a few deals and then they think they're the uh, ultimate coach on mm-hmm. things. Um, and so one of my big things that I look at and I always tell people is get someone that's been through at least one market cycle. Okay. Yeah. When it comes to the real estate space, because what's going to happen is you're going to find someone that has actually had the experience of being kicked uh, multiple times, you know, uh, and, you know, basically going through, you know, what it really takes to, to do a business like this. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that that's one of the key components of that. And then another thing I look at too, Joe is, and this is something just from uh, a lot of experience of when I, I used to do a lot of speaking for like Robert Allen and stuff Mm -hmm. years ago Mm -hmm. um, is make sure that whoever you're working with is actually doing the business. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Because look, I tell you, dude, I met a lot of people, Joe, over the years out there that were out there training people and hadn't done a deal in 20 years. It's unbelievable, isn't it? It's, 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 I think today, especially with social media, it's run rampant. And I think it's, it's finally starting to, uh, to rear its head. I think people are starting to backlash a little bit. Maybe enough people have been burnt in the last five or 10 years. I'm not sure. But um, I use the analogy of like, you want somebody who's battle worn. Right. Somebody who's been through it, been through the trenches. It would be like, you know, going and, uh, and saying, I want to get, uh, you know, sniper training from someone who just graduated. <laughs> boot camp, right? Exactly. Exactly, like, man. Like, like, it's just, you got these guys who graduated boot camp and they start, they start selling courses. It's like, good, good for you, man. You just graduated boot camp. Now get out in the real world and make some money. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I think it's, uh, you're spot on. And I think all that advice is, you know, all that advice is, advice is perfect. It's, you know, you got to find someone who's doing it who's done it and who is doing it now, who's running an effective team who's doing it. Like teaching you things that, that worked 20 years ago is not going to, not going to work today in today's market. I don't care what industry you're in, by the way, I know we're, we're speaking specifically about real estate investing here, but I mean, I, you know, anywhere that you're at, Oh, hundred percent, but your coach is not running a business. It doesn't make it doesn't make much sense. Right. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So what would you say about for the, for the folks that uh, I get this and I'm sure you get this daily, if not, you know, weekly, if not daily, but, um, you know, the, the young up and coming guys that are like, you know, I need a coach, I need a mentor, but I can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one there. I'm interested in hearing uh, your rebuttal on that. So, you know, so do hear that a lot. You know, it's like, man, I can't afford to do this. And you know, I, I let me just give you a quick example of this here, Joe, back when I started in this in 1994, Okay. Prior to that, I was in the electrical contracting business with my father. All right. And I ended up, um, uh, when I was in the electrical contracting business, we had a big general contractor fold up on us and I ended up going bankrupt. Mm. I, so I was bankrupt when I started into real estate in 94. Yeah. Okay? Literally about a year out of bankruptcy at that time. And, um, the interesting thing was, um, I met a guy, uh, actually, um, I met him in Kentucky, uh, actually in Cincinnati, he lived in Kentucky and he was my first mentor I hired. Okay. Um, been doing the business active uh, for quite a little while. And my biggest thing was he gave me a, a told me how much it was going to cost. Now you take back in 94, man, and it was $10,000 mm-hmm. and I'm like, Jeez, I mean, like, what? A, I and I, I just went through a bankruptcy, and I thought, 
there's no way I could do this. You know, there's, it's, it's just insane. But here's what I, you know, I really started looking at it, Joe, and, and I, I realized something that um, a lot of people, like you said, that we experience that say they can't afford it and stuff. And it's like, you know, you have to change this mindset just like I did back then. It's like, well, wait a minute. I can't not afford to do this. Okay. It's, you know, it's not that I can't afford it. I cannot afford to not do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's if I don't do this, you know, um, am I going to be in a position where it's going to take me an extra 10 years of my time to get to this point? And just by doing that with working with this guy, you know, I had results and things uh, happening within six months or less. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the point that a lot of people miss, right? It's like, you're not paying for the knowledge. It's not like, you know, I'm not dissing college here, but it's not like you're going and getting an accounting degree, which you're going to use for the rest of your life. And you need it to get your job and you need it to get your certification so that you can be a CPA or whatever. You know, if that's not the piece of it, when we're talking about this type of education with masterminding and and events and, and finding, this is leapfrog education. Oh, huge. This is cutting, this is chopping time down, taking you from, you know, there's no way a CPA can, can, can graduate college and start making 300 grand a year without building a practice, right or wrong. 100% brother. But in a mastermind group or a high level group, if you put in the effort and you're in the right space, you know, you could, you could be making that money in a, in a year or two if you do it the right way, right? So I, I think the challenge that, that people have is this mindset, again, of this, you know, I don't have it. You're going to get what you put into it, yep. right? 100%. I think that's what's holding so many people back. Um, and, and, you, and the interesting thing too, Joe, and that is it, what's funny is you, when you have people in that position that are looking at going to school, like college or something like that, and again, not knocking college, I, I get it, you know, but they will, if, if you go to family on that, it's like, oh, that's great. I'm glad you're doing that. And, you know, and here they are signing up for hundred thousands of dollars in debt. Yeah. But, but then you go to say, hey, I'm going to go to this uh, event coming up here. It's going to uh, cost me, you know, or, you know, I'm going to put $4,000, $5,000 into it, mm-hmm. you know, invest into that. And it's like, are you nuts? Yeah. Are you crazy on things? Meanwhile, the people in that room might be doing exactly what it is you're trying to accomplish. And you could learn in two days what it would take you to learn in two years. That's cool. Yeah. I, it, I think it, it's such it, a limiting mindset. Oh, it's huge. And it's, and it, you know, you see it all the time. It's, um, you know, and I, I, one of the biggest things I, I think I look at Joe on that is when I hear people comment all the time, like that's, you know, oh, I just can't afford that right now. I, that's too much of an expense. And my, my first comeback to them is first of all, you got to change the way you talk. Yeah. And the first thing is this is not an expense. It's an investment into you and your family. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And your words control your decisions, your decisions control your actions, your actions lead to where you're going. So, you know, to, to your, to your, to your point, you, you got to be careful what's coming out of your mouth. You know, if you're telling yourself you can't, you're telling yourself you shouldn't, you're telling yourself it's too much. You're telling yourself, you're just, you're just, you're convincing yourself of the, of the insurmountable challenge that's in front of you. When the reality of it is I'm not that smart. 
Like, I mean, like, you know, there's so many of us that are successful and it's because we took action, not because we're some brilliant, you know, uh, uh, real oh, estate, no. uh, yeah. statisticians, you know, it's because we took action. Yeah. Um, I was a C and D student, dude. Me too. <laughs> me too. And I know so, our mentor was too. Like, it's just, yeah. it's funny because, you know, it's, it's the people that, that, that take action, take responsibility for that action and then learn along the way, you're going to have ups, you're going to have downs, you're going to have failures, you're going to have successes, right? But you, you start to start to push yourself in a direction. Um, I know it's one of your favorite quotes too, is like, you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable, right? As soon as you get that uncomfortable thing out of the way and you start pushing forward, you start to chase things that become uncomfortable because you oh, know that they're yeah. going to help you level up to a different place, right? And you're going to become a different person. So I love that, man. Um, so talk us about assets. I mean, I know you're, you're wholesaling a lot now. I know, I know you also have a big portfolio. I know you have a fund started. You, you've been, you've been stacking assets for a long, long time. Um, is there, is there for, for our listeners who maybe haven't gotten started yet, or maybe our listeners who want to get invested in real estate and, you know, they're sitting again on that sidelines, like we were just talking about, um, help them, you know, maybe understand a little bit about assets and, and, and what we do, um, or what you do rather, uh, we both do in the real estate game, right? Like, you know, being able to, um, to sell assets or sell notes or sell the ability for us to invest. Can you talk about yeah. that? Right? Oh yeah. So I think, you know, Joe, um, one of the things that, um, uh, here's, here's when people are getting started. I always, uh, um, tell people to ask themselves this one question and that is what, you know, especially in the real estate space here, this is what we're focused on here is, this one question is, what do you want this real estate business to do for you? Okay. And it can be answered. Basically, I look at three different ways. And one is I want cash now. And that is the, what I call the chunks of cash, which are going to be done through like wholesaling flips, those type of deals there mm -hmm. that gives you your chunk money. Mm -hmm. Okay. The other way to answer that question is I want to, Bob, uh, basically buy property for future wealth building. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's through like income type properties. And you notice I said future wealth building. Okay. Because a lot of people believe that you're going to go out and start buying a bunch of rentals. And you know, this, they go to these courses and all of a sudden they're going to become rich on a bunch of leveraged property. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's so, I have to, it's like, I have to, it's almost like I can't laugh when you say it out loud because people talk about this all the time. Just oh, add, add doors. You can make $300 a month cash for every one that you stack on top of stack. Yeah. I absolutely. remember we were at a hundred doors at one point and it'd be like, yeah, we've never taken a draw. We've never taken any money. Out. See, no. that's the thing, Joe, is that people, you, know, you don't, yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, but then, uh, you know, darn, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Go ahead. No, no. Then I look at, <laughs> then there's the third way to answer it. And that is you want to create a balance of both. Yeah. And that's my belief is creating the, the chunk money. And, yeah. and I do that by, and here's the cool thing about it is I it goes back to what I was saying is I created a business. Now that becomes a cash flow source too. And people forget about businesses become a cash flow source. Okay. And that's why just getting out of the habit of being a deal chaser allows you to build a business that becomes a cash flow source. So that's one. And then you can buy and hold assets as you know, income type properties or do notes where yeah. you're doing like uh, private lending, things like that. Yeah. So those are the, that's the way to really build this up and understanding that that question is what do you really want this business to do for you? 
because yeah. Joe, I've seen way too many people getting started and they go to a, a seminar, they see something on late night TV and they think I'm gonna go out and buy 10 rental properties. And then dude, you see them a couple years from now and they hate it. We buy them off of them all the time, right? The investor, yeah. they, you know, bigger investors are buying stuff off the little ones. They can't make it happen all the time. But I love the separation that you just created. I mean, really we, we call we put it in three pools, right? So the wholesale and rehab business is just a cash only business, right? The difference between yep. cash and cash flow. The note business for me is a cash flow business because it's a recurring revenue stream and it's just bringing in interest only. And then I look at the portfolio and the asset business as, as appreciation only with a little bit of cash flow. Like right. the older yeah. I get, the longer it seasons, the more the debt pays down, the more the cash flow will happen. But at the front end, I mean in the first 10, 15, 20 years, I don't even expect much cash flow out of that, especially if you're in better areas. I mean, look, you can get cash flow out of deals if you buy them in the war zone, right? But then you're also going to have a full-time job trying to manage those things. So I think like you said earlier, the balance of having, you know, the ability to do those different things, um, you know, is ultimately where, where, where the, where you want to be. Yep. Yeah. Right. And it's, and it takes, um, you know, obviously you got to take care of today's cash needs first, Absolutely. you know, and then build for the future wealth on things. But I see so many people doing, uh, I, I, one of the biggest reasons I see people fail in this business is they try to build it in reverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. So um, Jerry, we're getting close to the end here, but tell a couple, couple off the, off the wall questions. Uh, I know you're a book reader and I know you're a gift giver. Uh, what are the most recent uh, books that you've read that you've gifted or you felt that were really uh, uh, good? Let's see here. Out? Well, um, good one. Um, I actually just got a brand new one, dude, uh, like two days ago. Um, and, um, oh, and now I'm on the tip of my tongue, the guy's name. Uh, I know you. Uh, he has a show on TV, Billion Dollar Buyer. Um, oh, I, I know, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know his name. Um, he has a new book. Yeah, he's got a, a new book. It's called "Shut Up and Listen." <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like okay, it. Uh, but he's built. You know, I mean, obviously, he's built one of the biggest uh, privately owned restaurant uh, chains ever. You know, on things and worth billions of dollars, yeah. and uh, but gives some great business tips on things. So, yeah. um, and then one, of, of course, you and I both know a good buddy of ours that. Uh, we both think a lot of, but, uh, nice. You yeah. know, Sean Whalen. So. I got a dozen of those in my uh, desk. Yeah. There right and, now uh, great, great, great book just to wake your, your butt up. Yeah. So. Those for those, those that are listening only, it's uh, how to make shit happen by Sean Whalen. Um, Sean's a good buddy of ours. And, and also, um, just, just a, a, an enigmatic dude to, to, to see on stage and to see, a, a, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, very, very, uh, good speaker. Um, uh, but also just tells you how it is, right? It's no BS. 100%. 100%. You know, that's what I love about that book. Plus it's, it's quick, it's easy to read and it's easy yep. to disseminate, which I think is why, um, you know, it's been so successful. It's easy to gift. You know, I think Sean's still selling it for three ninety nine or something like that on Amazon. Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, massive, massive book. Cool. Um, any, any other, any others off the top of your head? Uh, I think Max Out uh, by Max Ed Milet. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. big fan I of Ed Milet as well. Yeah. I think awesome. that's, uh, I think that's some really good ones that people can pick up really easy. Uh, there's some lot of old, old ones that I've had for years and years, uh, that are great ones. And, uh, like, uh, a lot of Brian Tracy, any of Brian Tracy stuff. Nice. Uh, 
I think uh, one of the big ones that um, is, that I've always loved is Eat That Frog by Brian mm -hmm. Tracy. Great book. Yeah, and I typically give that out to a lot of uh, people that come to like my events and stuff like that because I think it has such an impact on um, not sitting there on your butt, you know, getting out and making things happen. Agreed. So. Agreed. Um, cool, man. I like those. I like those. Uh, those options. Of course, we'll put the links below for you guys to be able to find those as well. Um, another funny kind of question I like to ask people, and, and you can take a second to think about this. But imagine you had. Imagine you were Zuckerberg. Right. I don't know how this guy doesn't do this, by the way. I, I imagine that, that he can and he should. I don't know why he doesn't. But you can broadcast <laughs> a message to, to everyone on Facebook. I don't know how many people they have. Billions and billions of people online right now. Right. Um, everyone, every user on Facebook, you could broadcast a message to them today. What, what, what would your message be if you had that opportunity? Well, you know, I, I think one of the biggest messages, Joe, and this is... Uh, and a lot of people would think it'd be about uh, me and my business or something like that, but that's not the case. What it would be about would be um, awareness. Nice. Awareness of that you can, you can change your thinking. And you're the only one that can do it. So true, man. So true. We spend so much time on that type of stuff, right? Oh, dude. People are always looking for the magic elixir to help them change their own minds. But. <laughs> and we, you know what? And Joe, you know as well as I do, bro. I mean, we still struggle with this every day. Yeah. Okay? But just that uh, awareness, I think, because Joe, so many people go through their whole lives and never have any awareness that they can even change things. I love it, man. I love and, it. Cool. So, well, so Jerry, two things before I let you go. Number one, did I miss anything? Any other questions that, uh, that nah, I, I didn't touch? No, I think you've done a great job, man. Awesome. Man. <laughs> so, and, and we know, I know you, you run the Think and Grow, your business uh, mastermind group, and, and you guys have meetings. Anything coming up in, in the near future? Yeah, so uh, we will be having uh, another event coming up. I know a lot of uh, you've been to one of my events, and awesome. uh, yep. and so it's a it's a two day event that we do. Um, typically, we keep it a smaller group, usually around twenty, maybe twenty five people. Um, and what it's about is really, um, I mean, you can apply it to any business. We hit a lot more on real estate side because majority of people that come are real estate focused. But it's really a me opening up of what I've been able to do for the last 25 years and how I've been able to do it wrong, uh, which is huge. And then, you know, and then also how to do it right. And really on up and walk everybody through the entire process of taking us from doing, you know, a few deals a month to doing multiple deals every single month and how to work on uh, relieving yourself, firing yourself from different positions and really build it. And uh, really it's about scaling your business and doing it the right way versus the wrong way. And believe me, I've done it both. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, so we do have one coming up on that. Um, you know, we're, we're actually working on, we just finished one a couple of weeks ago here in Dayton. So our next one's probably going to be coming up here right at uh, first part of the year. We're going to be announcing that. Okay. Uh, probably the best thing, if anybody's interested, is just uh, connect with me really on Facebook. 
okay? Uh, Jerry Green and Germantown, Ohio. Also, I have my uh, fan page there, just Jerry Green. They can hit me up there um, or even Instagram. And Instagram is the Jerry Green. Awesome, brother. And uh, one thing I always ask, uh, well, I ask the good ones anyway, the, good, the, the people that are on our podcast, um, you know, if we get, uh, I like to, to try to get the, uh, the audience to go on, leave us a five-star review for this, uh, this podcast, this, this episode, and uh, leave your comments below with your takeaways from Jerry. Um, and we usually pick a random winner when they come out. Jerry, would you uh, offer the random winner a 15-minute consult? 100%, dude. Awesome. So there you go. Yep. You guys can win a call with Jerry in, in person. You guys can talk about thinking and growing your business. You can talk about real estate assets. You can talk about life in general. I'm sure Jerry will be an open book and, and he'll be help you uh, in whatever direction you want. So uh, make sure if you guys found value in this episode, do two things. Number one, share it with somebody that you care about that might need to, hit, that might need to hear the same. And uh, also leave us a five-star view and comment. Um, our AV team will pick a random winner um, within the week after this episode releases so you guys can have a chance to win a 15-minute uh, consult phone call with Jerry Green himself. So Jerry, I appreciate you being on the episode, man. Thanks again. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, brother. Thanks for having me and uh, have a great day, dude. Awesome. So, all right. See you, buddy.